Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. I am host number one, Mr. Longhaired himself, <laughs> Josh Johnson. And over there, uh, fidgety in his seat is Ben Watts. I got a lot to be fidgety about. I got a lot to talk about, Josh. Good God. I, uh, how do you feel? The initial reactions. This is a rapid reaction from the first round of the NFL draft. Well, where the heck do you want to start? There's, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> what are the knee-jerk reactions from first round? Uh, it kind of, it didn't, I don't know if it went exactly the way we were expecting. I feel like the top, the top 10 kind of went how I would more or less thought it would go. But after that, it's, it, the team, the league went nuts. They lost it. It, it, it. Picks 10 through, honestly, 32 were a madhouse. League lost their minds. So the, I guess the the main storylines coming out of round one were two very major trades, not involving straight up just draft picks, but involving established wide receivers. The main one, the one that is killing me right now, is A.J. Brown being sent to the Philadelphia Eagles and immediately being paid a hundred million dollars. Hundred milli. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that one coming. I, I, good grief. I mean, that took me out of complete left field. I've got him everywhere and I'm now depressed. How should I feel about AJ Brown going forward, Ben? There's going to be a very. There's going to be a huge overcorrection, I think, where people are going to sell A.J. Brown way cheaper than he needs to be sold. Does this hurt A.J. Yep. Brown? Absolutely this hurts A.J. Brown. He is not the number one wideout he thought. We thought, or not that we thought he was, but he's not the only show in town anymore. That's one of the reasons. He's obviously an elite talent, but that's one of the reasons he was so good in Tennessee was there, who else is going to take targets from him? I, we like Robert Woods, but that's that's not the way Tannehill plays. Is a Robert Woods kind of wide receiver. So, but now he's going to a team where Devonta Smith had a great rookie season. Devonta Smith is supremely talented. There's also Dallas Goddard with targets, and they're all playing with a quarterback who would rather take off and run than throw it down the field. <laughs> So, like, is there a world where Jalen Hurts gets better as a passer or the Eagles go and get themselves an elite quarterback? This is only good news for Jalen Hurts right now. Yeah. he Obviously, the Eagles have draft capital next year, so if Jalen Hurts doesn't <laughs> succeed this year, yes, they will go replace him. But for now, like, Jalen Hurts has everything he needs to be good. Like obviously, I think it's he's going to be to a situation. He's going to be great for fantasy this year. I think I'm going to probably be bumping him up in my rankings for 2022. He's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? As far as dynasty, still not sure because obviously they could go get one, but man, I mean, if he can get his 10 rushing touchdowns to go along with. How many how many passing touchdowns do you think AJ Brown adds to the offense? I would imagine. So okay, Jalen Hurts threw sixteen touchdowns through the air last year. I would have to good. imagine that comes up. But he also did, he he was hurt, so he missed some games. Um, 
he would have finished with more than 16 if he played a full 17. But he wouldn't have finished with that many more. No, but I still, I would think, what, 25? I might, 22 at most, maybe. And maybe you add another, I don't know if you can count 10 rushing touchdowns. I just, I feel like he'll progress a little bit as a passer having. You can't get worse with A.J. Brown on the team. No, he's an elite wide receiver. And Devonta Smith, he's not going to be great for fantasy, let's be honest. He's going to be at best a wide receiver three, I think. But he's a really good wide receiver. It's not it's not for lack of him being talented that he won't produce the way we want it the to. The weapons are the weapons are outstanding in Philadelphia. The the volume is just not good right now. I was you yeah. were we were okay with Devonta Smith as a low wide receiver. I had him as a mid to low wide receiver, but like mid was his ceiling in my mind with Jalen Hurts, but yeah. now uh and I like Devonta Smith a lot. I got. I mean, he's a wide receiver three until further notice. Yeah, where do you have AJ Brown falling? I think I've seen I've seen a lot just in the few I guess hours since the trade. Um, obviously, he was he was a top three dynasty wide receiver before this trade. I don't imagine in Dynasty you're dropping him out of your top 10, but he obviously goes down. He falls out of the top five for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For the immediate future, though, next year, is he a still late back-end wide receiver one? Is he a wide receiver two? Where do you have him? I've got him as a mid-wide receiver two. Because, I mean, I think it's at the end of the day, it's still A.J. Brown. He's still great but i i put him probably more he's going to be a lot more boomer bust than he has been yeah i can't you can't count on him getting 10 targets a game yeah and he wasn't even getting that in tennessee either and it's not 10 targets from a good quarterback it's 10 targets from jalen hurts right where you almost have to just chalk up 15 to 20 percent of them is uncatchable now at the same time He's not going to be seeing this insane double team either because you have Devonta Smith, you have Dallas Goddard, so you can't just stop A.J. Brown because they have other weapons. They also have an incredible running game with Jalen Hurts, with Miles Sanders, with Boston Scott, all of those guys. So I, I, this, is only, this is a great move for the Eagles, obviously. That offense as a whole is going to be really good, I think. But it... It just stings for everybody who went all in on J- on uh, A.J. Brown. Yep, and I'm one of those people. Um, the other major wide receiver involved trade in round one was Marquise Brown being traded from the Ravens to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and the Ravens did not take a wide receiver with the pick that they acquired by trading away Marquise Brown. So Marquise Brown joins Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins and company in Arizona. Obviously, I think it's a boost for Kyler Murray. I think he's an upgrade over Christian Kirk, yeah, in my opinion. And Murray. he's a he's a field stretcher. Uh, he bas- he's a perfect fit for that offense. He well, allows, that's what they needed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he allows D Hop to work middle of the field. I, it's it's a great move for Arizona. I think the massive run of wide receivers kind of showed early on, like yeah, you're not going to get the receiver you wanted in this draft. Right. So they went and said, "Fine, we'll we'll go get somebody." 
on the flip side of that, Rashad Bateman kind of get so everybody who had becomes Rashad much Bateman, more interesting, much more interesting. Everybody who had him in fantasy was already hoping that Marquise Brown would, you know, fade into the background a little bit and Rashad Bateman would take over. Now he is the wide receiver in Baltimore. Mark Andrews is their wide He's, receiver one, but I was about Bateman, to say why Andrews is. <laughs> Andrews is the main guy. This is but, only good news for Mark Andrews. Yeah. So for Bateman, I asked you initially when it first happened, is Bateman wide receiver two now? I think it's probably a pretty safe bet that he's a late wide receiver two. Um, but I still don't think you can lock him in as a high wide receiver two or even a wide receiver one yet. We've got to see we gotta see it first. And I know I know Marquise Brown was a wide receiver one before Lamar Jackson got hurt last year, but there were some extenuating circumstances. Lamar was throwing the ball a lot. I I do think Bateman gets a huge boost, and in Dynasty, if you can get him, I think you got to go get him. Um, I don't know how people will value him after this trade, but obviously Bateman gets a huge boost in Dynasty, especially. And I like I was a big fan of Rashad Bateman um, last season. Obviously, didn't have the season that we wanted, but I mean, he's definitely got to be a big boost now. However, I would still be slightly concerned. I'm not, I mean, Mark Andrews is fine. This is great for Mark Andrews. He'll be okay. But it's still the Ravens wide receivers. They're, don't fully trust them. Their running backs will be healthy, so the running game gets a boost. I think Lamar Jackson will have more rushing touchdowns than he did last year. So still not sold on him as like a guaranteed wide receiver two either just because there's so many other touchdown options, I guess, yeah. in that offense, and they're not built around the pass. Where are you going to rank uh, Marquise Brown now that he's in Arizona? And even more, where are you going to rank Kyler Murray now that Marquise Brown is in Arizona? I don't think Kyler Murray really changes that much. We, I mean, you had him as a top-five quarterback, and he's still a top-five quarterback. I think yeah. this adds a little bit more safety just because that's what I was going to say. There wasn't He's really a any bit more depth safe. in Arizona because like if if D-Hop goes down, the whole the whole Cardinals plan is gone because Kyler was not good without DeAndre Hopkins. He's amazing when he does play, but very so-so when he doesn't. So, and I think as long as D-Hop is healthy, um Marquise Brown, I think he's better than Christian Kirk, but then Christian Kirk was in that offense, but I don't think like a ton more valuable than Christian Kirk, you know what I'm saying? Like he'll be the field stretcher, but he's not gonna be the target monster. That's obviously D Hop. So I do think that it kind of takes away some of D Hop's elite ceiling. I mean, I had him potentially even with the possibility of in twenty twenty two being a top five wide receiver. I don't think I would project that anymore. I wouldn't be shocked if he still comes back to that production. I would see, I would think he would still be a wide receiver one, but I think that top end elite ceiling is gone. Well, he's also he's also gonna be thirty was it thirty years old or twenty nine? Uh, I think he's thirty. Yeah, so you don't you don't expect that out of many thirty year old receivers anyway. You don't. He was the guy that you could buy really low or even draft, you know fifth sixth round if anything you can buy him even lower now yeah for sure and i don't think that it's going to be a huge 
hit for his production, I think it just takes away some of that potential. I'd still think D Hop is a smash in in fantasy going forward. Absolutely, he's still a wide receiver one, no question. Let's hop into the rookies. Um, rookies were all over the place. Not what I was expecting. I honestly, for the most part, kind of bummed out on these landing spots. I'll be totally honest with you. I was hoping we would get more elite landing spots, and that's what I was projecting going into the draft. But I think coming out of it, I've only got one landing spot that I am really stoked about. The rest of them. I wonder who that is. I wonder who. (laughs) We're going to go through them. Uh, Drake London was the first wide receiver taken by the Atlanta Falcons. You are our resident Falcons fan. Very much so. Is Drake London the answer to the wide receiver struggles in Atlanta? He's well, the wide receiver struggles in Atlanta extend past Drake London <laughs> to the tune of first Calvin Ridley gambled away our wide receiver core. And also we have nobody throwing the ball to our wide receiver core. So there's that. But I think I thought the first two would be flipped. I thought Atlanta was gonna take Drake London and then the Jets would take or I thought Atlanta was gonna take Garrett Wilson and then the Jets would take Drake London. I wanted Garrett Wilson, so I was initially I was like, oh, dang it, I wanted that's that's not who I wanted. But I I think Garrett, Drake London may be the best receiver prospect in the draft. Honestly, he's a Mike Evans clone. He's massive. I don't know which one you pull coverage to. With you got Drake London on one side and you have Kyle Pitts on the other side. So there's huge targets in Atlanta. So. There's a very strong foundation. We look like maybe we're kind of doing what I'm hoping we're doing is, you know, get some pieces in that offense, get them some experience, and then maybe next year that's when we bring in a quarterback. Their Pitts will have two years of experience. Drake London will have a year under his belt. And there's I'm – not, I'm not sold on it, but there's hope in Atlanta. Yeah. I'm very Dr- happy with the Drake London pick. Yeah, he should be really good. It'll be interesting to see – if it translates for fantasy, I don't know. Um, like, I don't. It wouldn't have been any better for him to go to the Jets for me. Like all the all the landing spots he was projected to were kind of iffy to me. There was always question marks with him. So you're just kind of betting on the talent with Drake London, and I still think he's a guy that you can get in the mid first in rookie drafts and feel really good about it. And I think, too, you're, he's stepping into a situation where there's a lot of targets open. I know even this year it's just Marcus Mariota as of right now. But, I mean, even if it's Marcus Mariota, you don't have to be super accurate if you're throwing to Drake London. He's 6'6". I mean, my gosh. He's an just enormous up there. man. So, a lot of targets. Yeah. Yeah, tons of targets. We didn't even – tons of targets available. I mean, you have Olamide, Zacchaeus, and who else? Um, I am not scared of Zacchaeus. He was a wee <laughs> little man. Yeah, wee little man was he. Garrett Wilson went to the New York Jets. It's the man I 10. wanted. I Garrett Wilson was our top wide receiver coming out of this draft. Still, I mean, not uns- he could be. I don't know. He's not going to be my top wide receiver if we factor in landing spots. Let's put it that way. He will not be top wide receiver drafted. I think he's I think he's probably three right now. I would take Drake London over him. And that's not like the biased Falcon fan in me. I would definitely take London over where he landed. Yeah. 
The thing with Wilson is he's going to have target competition. Um, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore are both there. And the thing with Garrett Wilson— an unproven quarterback. Exactly, and an unproven quarterback, though there is room for him to improve. The thing with Wilson is he's pretty much the same archetype of receiver as Elijah Moore. So I don't know exactly how that shakes out in terms of roles in the offense. Like one of them, I think he's a he's a he's a little bit bigger than Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore is like five ten or so. I think Wilson's six one. Yeah, but he's like one hundred and eighty pounds. But he's a really good. He he high points the ball very well. Yeah. I mean, maybe they slot him in outside opposite Corey Davis, and then um, Elijah Moore goes in the slot and. Wilson's draft capital would say that he's an outside wide receiver, but I don't know exactly how that will all shake out. I would, with Wilson, you're betting on the talent, but I think you might be able to get him at a little bit of a discount just based on where he went with the competition with the unproven quarterback. Um, yeah, there's a lot of potential question marks there. It's better news for Zach Wilson than Garrett Wilson. I agree. Yeah. Zach Wilson has a ton of toys to play with right now. He's got Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, and Garrett Wilson now. Not to mention Michael Carter. Yeah, he's got he's got the tools right now. And they improved that offensive line throughout this offseason. So it should be a much improved offense going forward. The Jets are building a very solid foundation. They're they are drafting well. Yeah, I was telling you that thus far of through the first round, the two teams that really had a great uh, first round, in my opinion, were the Jets getting Ahmad Gardner, getting Jermaine Johnson, getting Garrett Wilson Sauce. in the first round. Great first round. And then also the Giants, who got Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal. Those were amazing picks. But I mean, it's hard not to do well when both of those teams have four picks inside the top ten. Exactly. So... Speak the the one good landing spot that I think is here is Traylon Burks to the AJ Brownless Tennessee Titans. It's a fabulous landing spot because AJ Brown steps into an offense with a lot. He's AJ Brown clone, like you said. There's a lot of targets open, and he's immediately the wide receiver one in Tennessee. Yeah, he's physical. He plays just like AJ Brown is. Yeah, he is. You can't just say he's going to step in and be AJ Brown, obviously, but he profiles that way. They can get him the ball in a bunch of different ways. He's obviously a much cheaper wide receiver than AJ Brown, which is, I think, why this trade happened. But he can AJ do. Brown's got a hundred million dollars. Yeah, and Traylon Burks is probably going to make three million dollars every year. So, but Burks can do everything that AJ Brown did in that offense. And not saying I, he will, but. He can. Right, he can. He's that uh, yards-after-catch kind of receiver, but he also high-points the ball incredibly well. He should be fantastic in the play-action pass game. And if they run screens for him, he can do that. He could even run the ball out of the backfield if they wanted to do that with him. He can literally do it all. I do think Traylon Burks went... Like, he was the guy that I was saying pre-draft if he had a good landing spot. He's a smash pick. And I do think that he's now a smash pick in rookie drafts. Like he is going to be a great fantasy wide receiver. I don't know how it translates to the real life NFL, but he's going to, he's jumping into a 27% target share. They didn't get another receiver to add target competition. I mean, he is, 
He's in a great spot. As of right now, obviously this is pre-draft recording this immediately after the first round. But if I've got the 102, I'm assuming Brees Hall is still going 101. I'm taking Traylon Burks. Yeah. No as doubt. long as Kenneth Walker doesn't just have a fantastic landing spot, I'm, yeah, Traylon Burks, 102, super flex, 1QB, I don't care. Yeah. Jahan Dotson went to the Washington Manders, and this one to me is meh. It's a good football move for the Commanders. It's a good Terry McLaurin move. <laughs> it just... Finally pull some coverage off, my man. Yeah. And I'm sure it helps Carson Wentz, too. It's great for Terry because I thought, you know, there was a chance that, or a really good chance that uh, Drake London somehow ended up in Washington, which, if that was the case, I think Terry's still the one, but Drake London takes a lot more targets away than Jahan Dotson does. Right. I think Dotson is a really good prospect, but the thing with Dotson was I was more excited for him if he was going to go to a better landing spot, and it seemed like he was going to get a great landing spot, but then he was drafted a lot sooner than I thought he would be. I thought he would go mid to late 20s, honestly. Um, Yeah, wide receivers went, when they started going, they went. They went fast. But Dotson is going to be... Was it four in a row went? Say what? Was it four in a four in a row went? Yeah, London, Wilson, um, Dotson, then Alave, Williamson, Alave, yeah, too. Yeah, Alave and Wilson went back to back. So that leads us into our next one. Chris Alave went to the New Orleans Saints. Ugh, not a great landing spot to me. I think in our last podcast we talked about. Um, I said Jamison Williams had like the highest ceiling but the lowest floor because I saw there was a good chance he went to the Saints and it was Olave who got screwed and went to the Saints. Yeah. He goes to a mediocre quarterback with an already established wide receiver one on an offense that's probably not Who knows if Michael Thomas even plays though? I mean, fair. If Michael Thomas doesn't play, Olave's interesting just because, you know, volume. But I do think Michael Thomas plays and is very good. And Olave pulls coverage off of Michael Thomas, so that helps him as well. And it it's that's a two-way street. Michael Thomas helps Olave in that respect. Olave helps Michael Thomas, but they're not on a great offense. They're not going to score a ton. Jameis Winston is you still, marginal. You still take Olave, I think, pretty highly in rookie drafts simply because, I mean, they traded up to get him, so they're not going to trade up and not use him. So he's got he's still got value. He's going to get targets in in uh in New Orleans. Yeah. Potentially one of the most intriguing picks in the first round was Jamison Williams to the Detroit Lions, who also traded up for him. This is fascinating. Um, I I like this pick for Detroit. I like it a lot. I think I like it for real life. I don't know if I love it for Jamison for fantasy, but I do think real life NFL, which is obviously what they're drafting for, this is not fantasy that they're doing, Jamison Williams is a great pick for Detroit. Can we offense. say can we say a quick prayer for everyone who put a lot of faith into Amon on St. Brown? Listen, we told you. We were we've been saying sell this man, sell this man, sell this man cuz because because Hawkinson and Swift are going to kill his value and Jamison Williams just shoveled the dirt 
right back on just the, the final few shovelfuls of dirt exactly. into the grave of the sun god. Here's the thing. I don't think Jameson nor Amon-Ra are going to be amazing for fantasy because they're in a low-volume passing offense. Like, Jared Goff is the quarterback. I think this this helps Hawkinson and Swift more than it does anybody else. I think so, too, because Goff isn't going to throw the ball deep, and that's what Jameson's forte is. I do think it helps Swift and Hawkinson, who can go underneath. I think it helps Swift, honestly, most of all because – you can't just load the box. Does uh? Do you think there's a chance though that the Detroit Lions could use? Because we were kind of worried when Waddle went to Miami. Like, is he just going to be a deep threat? Do you think they could use him a little bit more, like Waddle, give him some of those underneath passes? Do you think he's got value there? He definitely or do they think could. They could only use him as a deep threat. He certainly could. Um... I, again, I don't know. Like with Jamison, you'll be able to get him probably at a discount, and you'd take him because he's talented and he's potentially the most talented receiver in this draft class. So you take him and bet on his talent to win out. And you also hope that Detroit takes a quarterback next year. The thing is, I think they'll probably be too good to take one of those elite quarterback prospects. And it seems like Jared, like they're okay with Jared Goff. They didn't take a quarterback tonight. Um, maybe they take uh, 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 Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter tomorrow. Um, but Jamison Williams, very talented, but he's got in a low-volume passing offense, he's got other targets in there that will be stealing work from him. So he's really interesting. The thing with him to keep in mind is he does not need volume to impact for fantasy. He really only needs two or three plays to – give you a good week. He can blow the top off really quickly. Um, so he's still really interesting, but I'm not going to be stoked about that landing spot. If he would if he would have gone to Kansas City, I might have like taken him at the 101, to be totally honest with you. But again, there's some there's some potential there too just because okay, they got Jamison Williams, but you can't just focus over the top because of the other weapons around him. So you could maybe see Jared Goff throw deep a little bit more than people think you will. There's always that potential. Um, Kenny Pickett was the only quarterback taken tonight. He was taken by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, it, it, not really a surprise, to be honest. I don't know how you felt no. about it. Jake had been hollering in my ear the whole night. We're gonna take, we're gonna take Kenny Pickett. He's definitely going to Pittsburgh, and unfortunately, he was right. <laughs> I don't think it does a whole lot for fantasy, to be honest with you. I'd still, I don't know. I reckon know. Pickett is still QB1. Yeah. I, I mean, they have good weapons in Pitts, in Pittsburgh. Um, O-line's still not great, but I, I think Pittsburgh will figure it out. If Kenny Pickett starts, he's going to be fine, a low, low QB2, because he's got Deontay Johnson, he's got Chase Claypool, He's got Najee Harris to dump the ball off to, and he's got a great coaching staff. So, in a weird kind of, in a weird kind of turn of events, I think I'm happier about Pittsburgh's fantasy options uh, because they drafted Kenny Pickett. But I'm not really that excited for Kenny Pickett. Like I'm excited for Claypool. I'm excited for Deontay Johnson because I don't think they'll lose a ton of value with this pick. It's way better than Ben. Way better. And I do think because he's not a run-first quarterback, like 
he he will distribute throughout the offense. I'm just not really excited for Kenny Pickett as a fantasy option himself. I'm just excited for the offense as a whole, if that makes any sense. Where would you take him in a super flex rookie draft? Eek. I guess if I Late needed first. a quarterback, if I really needed a quarterback, like needed one, the earliest I would take him is probably going to be the 105, maybe. That might be the earliest I could think about it. Realistically. That's like your quarterback, too, is Ben Roethlisberger. Right. Uh, but realistically, he's probably going like between the 108 and like the 112. I'd take him at the 110. That's a solid. Give me a guy who could be a starting quarterback and he'll crack the lineup. Yep. I'm afraid he'll be Mac Jones, though, where he's a starter, but he's not really doing a whole lot for your fantasy teams. No, but he's he can be safe here and there. He's not going to go out there and just lay a dud. A few other guys that, uh, well, not guys, a few other teams made some interesting moves on draft night. Not drafting fantasy studs per se, but potentially drafting players that could impact other fantasy players. Um, we noted that the Chargers drafted Zion Johnson, a guard from Boston College. Great Love pick. it. They keep they keep doing this where they have like rebuilt their offensive line in two years and it's now a great I mean great offensive line. It's smart football. They are protecting Justin Herbert. Yeah, he's going to throw the ball deep. Um, it's a boost for Austin Eckler for for their goal line opportunities. I mean they're doing it the right way. Um, so the Chargers get a little bit better. Um, the Packers and the Chiefs, two teams that we thought were going to take wide receivers, did not. Oh, gosh. <laughs> In fact, the Packers had two first-round picks and took linebackers. I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, if you're listening, because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers does listen to this podcast, yeah. if you're listening, please put down the gun. <laughs> please, please don't. Whatever you're doing, don't do it. We can fix this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I do think what happened was there was the run on wide receivers and the value just wasn't there for them to take a shot on a Sky Moore or a Christian Watson. I think yeah. Kansas City Which really I'm didn't not, need to force it, but I'm not Green Bay did. By. We, like you, could, you knew if unless somebody fell to Green Bay, they, are, they don't reach. That's, that's never been what they do unless it's on a quarterback that they don't need. Yeah. Other than that, they they don't reach. Like they're just going to take. Okay, well the value pick is here. That's where we're going. Yep, and they took value. They took two good defensive players, and I guess in that way it helps Aaron. But you just can't help but think that they haven't taken a receiver since two thousand two in the first round. Never have they taken <sighs> a wide receiver since Aaron Rodgers has been their starting quarterback in the first round. They, they've only taken one offensive skill player since Aaron Rodgers has been on the team. And, and it's it backup. was Jordan Love. <laughs> <laughs> so they're a great organization. They can develop talent. But I, I don't know. Alan Lazard survived. And I do think your, that your, Alan Lazard your is Your call on Alan guy. Lazard is proving fruitful. It, it is. I do think Lazard is probably a mid to late wide receiver too. Unless something drastic changes like a trade or something like that. But... I do think Lazard is the wide receiver one in Green Bay, and that's 
typically been a valuable piece to have in your fantasy lineups. Obviously, it's not Devontae Adams, but there's a lot of targets gone. Somebody's got to catch him. And it looks like Alan Lazard's going to be be doing that. There's no way that they enter the season with Alan Lazard as the one. There's no way. It. I don't know what else they would they do. They have to do something. I mean, they signed Sammy Watkins. Maybe they like Amari Rogers um, and Randall Cobb. But uh, it, I, I don't know what else they would do. They got to do something. Surely they'll take a later round wide receiver at some point, maybe even in the second round. If they took maybe George Sky Pickens, Moore I'd be into it. Or Watson falls to him. Maybe. Who knows? Gosh. Who knows? We'll find out later next week. But um, a couple other moves that could be potentially interesting is the uh, New York Giants added Evan Neal, tackle prospect, which I think everybody... Lord, they needed to. They needed it bad. Everybody and their mother projected that to happen. So I do think... Good news for Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it helps Saquon, helps the running game, helps Dana Jones. Good things for all of them. Um, Iki Aquanu went to Carolina. Thank God they... uh, did not reach for a quarterback they probably weren't going to use in three years and got a 10-time Pro Bowl left tackle. I was worried Matt Rule and those guys were going to panic pick a quarterback because they their jobs depend on it. They have to win now. Yeah. So who knows where they get the quarterback. I've heard a lot of Baker Mayfield rumors. And honestly, I think it will be Baker eventually. They're they're not they're not going to give Cleveland nobody's going to give Cleveland anything for Baker right now. Right. So it's going to come down to Cleveland releasing him or selling him for like a seventh round pick or something ridiculous. Right. Which honestly could happen. They may just say, "All right, we're going to wash our hands of you, get you out of the building." They've got their backup already. He's he's literally not on the roster, if, even if he shows up on a depth chart right now. So. Potentially interesting. So yeah, so much more to come though. There is we didn't the 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 one hundred and one the presumptive one hundred and one is still on the board. Yeah, nobody's taken him yet. So crazy that we still have. You had me. You had me very scared, and I'm I'm still mad at you. Talking <laughs> the last episode, I just traded for Travis Etienne, and then. Some little voice in the back of my head went, you know what, I don't trust Jacksonville not to draft Brees Hall. And then you just kind of fed the fire up until that pick, and I was very concerned. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Brees Hall looks like, I mean, he's not going to Buffalo. I think that ship has sailed. Um, Yeah, he's going to go fairly early, I'm assuming. Yeah, we're looking at probably Houston. I could see Seattle making a move for him with their picks. (laughs) I still think the Jets are in play and Atlanta as well. And Kenneth Walker's in yeah. play for all those spots, too. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. Should see both of those go, guys go tomorrow. Yeah. We could still potentially see And maybe see we see Isaiah a Spiller surprise. Go. Maybe we see, a, yeah, Isaiah Spiller, James Cook, one of those guys. It'll be really we'll, interesting. We'll see the quarterbacks, too. Oh, God. They're not yeah. interesting Malik anymore, Willis, but we'll see. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Who's... Who's left that needs a quarterback that has a high pick? Seattle. We've got two okay. at the top of the second round. Well, that's more likely that's where he's going then. 
Potentially. Uh, we will find out with you. And I like Desmond Ritter a lot as a, a sneaky pick. Yeah, he could he could be something. Honestly, like the Lions, I, I think I was, still have a pick in the second that they could take him. Yesterday, I was looking a lot just into Desmond Ritter for whatever reason, and I slowly started to really like him. Like I, he's a better thrower than Malik Willis, and he's more mobile than Kenny Pickett. Like I was just sitting there watching him, like you know what, I like this guy. <laughs> he think could he could be, be something. We will find Probably out. Probably not, because he's going to go in the second round, but we'll see. Yeah, well, second round quarterbacks don't pan out, except for Jalen Hurts, but, uh, you know. You guess sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you hit them. We'll find out with the rest of y'all. We'll join you next week with a full draft review. Probably even down. give you our full rookie board at that point, factoring in landing spots. I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see where everything goes to see how all these rookie picks shake out because I'm really excited to know who I'm going to use my picks on. My brain is my brain is broken right now. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to process and I'm sure I'll process it through the weekend and and we'll do some more therapy early next week. Cry yourself to sleep tonight about AJ Brown. Yeah, I'm trying not to think about it. Very excited about that. Obviously, I will not be processing my emotions like a normal person and turn to some vice, which is bad for me. I'm here for you. <laughs> You're enjoying it just as much as I'm suffering. I don't have A.J. Brown in any of my main dynasty leagues, so <laughs> it's because I wasn't too I heard about in this. all of our main dynasty leagues. This, this only helps me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all from us. Uh, we will see you early next week with a full review of our rookies. I'm excited. This is this is Christmas. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers podcast. If you enjoyed it, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore, and we will see you in the next episode. <laughs>